Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 21st edition of the Taza de Esporto. Let's jump right in here. Going into this past weekend's action, Leipzig had never won at Byron, and they didn't this time either. But this was my match of the weekend. Really great match. A lot of talk going into this match was of the two coaches, uh, Tardeski for Leipzig and, of course, Nagelsmann at Bayern had kind of gone through their coaching courses at the same time um, with Nagelsmann actually finishing behind the Leipzig coach, which might be a surprise to some people considering how highly Nagelsmann is rated, rightfully so. What we had here in this match was quite a few mistakes playing out from the back from Leipzig. And obviously, Bayern is not a team that you can get away with that against. Having said that, though, Leipzig, if you look at their defensive record over the last few years, have actually been really good. Um, They've been one of the top three teams in the Bundesliga each of the last three years in terms of goals conceded. But like I said, any kind of mistake that you make against the team as clinical as Byron, and you're going to pay the price for it. And they did. But nonetheless, they looked really impressive. Um, I wouldn't bet against Leipzig finishing in the top four. They definitely got some help this weekend with Freiburg and Uni Berlin unexpectedly dropping some points. So a loss for them, but they looked good in it. Another thing that jumped out at me with this game, um, one thing from Leipzig and, and one thing from Byron. So for Leipzig, Danny Almo not really having too great of a season, but I think one thing that it's easy to forget about him is he was one of those players for the Spanish national team that basically went straight from the Euros to the Olympics. So I think we're still kind of unfortunately seeing the effects of that from him. Maybe as the second half of the season starts to get rolling, we'll be able to pick up some momentum because Leipzig are going to need it for that fight for top four. And from the Byron point of view, it's just Manuel Neuer. He's still so, so good. Um, I'm not sure he gets quite enough credit. You know, when we're talking about him, we're talking about one of the all-time greats in his position. You know, so much of the conversation about current players in this, you know, well, I guess more so, you know, now we're kind of at the end of their careers, but players obviously like, Ronaldo and Messi are talked about the icons of their generation and as being two of not just the greatest of this generation, but of any generation. And absolutely, you can't make a case against that. But specifically to the goalkeeping position, I think Melon Nord is, is really at that all-time level. Um, and maybe that doesn't get talked about quite enough as it should for me. Other big match we had in the Bundesliga was, of course, Dortmund versus Leverkusen. We all went into this expecting goals. There were an average of five goals a game when these two teams meet, and this one delivered, right? Four goals within 30 minutes. Um, Again, defensive errors from Dortmund, but we expect that from them at this point, unfortunately. Um, Leverkusen, again, very, very impressive. A beautiful free kick goal for them. One of the best counterattacking goals you'll see all season in the Bundesliga or in any other league on the continent or in 
anywhere in football. So definitely check that out if you're going to go and watch highlights from this match. Speaking of Dortmund, Nicholas Sewell is going to be going there next season, uh, already announced. So that's going to be a fun one when they meet Dortmund for the second time this season, whether or not he starts in that match for Byron. And I think that'll be a, a good opportunity for him. Obviously, he'll get a lot of playing time for a team who, like we just said, pretty common for them to be making some defensive lapses. So hopefully he can go there and help out. I would say a player who, while playing good this season, has definitely had his fair share of ups and downs um, at Byron. Looking forward to the upcoming weekend, one match to look out for. Um, I would say Union Berlin versus Dortmund, both teams coming off of a defeat. And definitely more important for Union Berlin, they're kind of trying to hang on to that fourth spot. Dortmund seemed to be pretty comfortable. Obviously, I think at this point, a title challenge is beyond them. But in terms of staying in the top four, uh, they have some wiggle room there. So probably going to be more of Union Berlin needing this, but I think this should be a good one to watch. All right, what about in Spain? So Sevilla, a late penalty miss from Ivan Rakitic means their match ends nil-nil. Um, Man United, Loney, Anthony Martial, not really much of an impact in his first appearance for Sevilla. And you got to wonder, you know, how many times can Sevilla kind of get away with, with dropping points here? Because when we look at Real Madrid, obviously, you know, this is not an absolute vintage Real Madrid side by any means, but we don't really expect them to be dropping too many points. So if Sevilla kind of want to catch up and overtake them, I don't know how many more matches like this they can really afford to be dropping points team I was most impressed with here uh, in La Liga was Barca. Not just scoring a bunch, but also looking good. But we have to ask, and this is so crazy to say because they're playing against the defending champions, but how much of it was Barca looking good and how much of it was just Atleti being bad? You know, with, with this Atleti team, you, you have to ask yourself, what is this team even really good at? They're not very good offensively. They're not very good in the final third. It, it's a really confusing team. Obviously, Simeone is a coach who's, whose track record speaks for itself. There's a ton of talented players there, but just absolutely nothing really gelling here. Um, and Correa not starting for Atleti, considering the form that he's been in since the new year, definitely is a decision that I think Simeone is going to rightfully catch some criticism for. Obviously, only time will tell in terms of Barca. Was this the turning of a corner? You know, the, you could tell in the stadium and the crowd definitely had kind of a feel-good, fun factor back for Barcelona that we haven't really seen there really at all um, this season, maybe apart from the very, very opening stages of the season. Got to talk about... Real Madrid, uh, no Vinny, no Benzema, but they're just able to squeak out a win and they needed some big saves from Courtois to do it. But for them, all that really matters is the three points. Like I said earlier, 
I don't think this is going to be a Real Madrid team that anybody looks back on years and years from now as, you know, an absolute vintage side. But if they win the title, I don't think their fans are going to care too much. Match to look forward to here for La Liga is a huge one. The Catalan derby, Barcelona versus Espanol, Sunday at 3 p.m. Definitely make sure you are watching that. Wrapping it up, of course, Italy. Where are we going to start? Let's start with Jose's Roma. A late winner chalked off for Zaniolo, who was really, really good in this match. And this is going to be not just because of having the late winner chalked off, but dropping points at home to a Genoa side that was down to 10 men for, I want to say, at least the last half an hour of the match. Not good. Um, That result is definitely not going to buy Jose any goodwill in the capital. Um, A really bad two points drop there for Jose's Roma, but great to see Zaniolo. Of course, we all know his injury troubles. uh, So great to see him putting in a really good performance. Fiorentina, their first game without Vlaovic, of course. Um, And they were not the story here. The story was Lazio actually looking good. Um, Milinkovic Savage, I think this season, maybe not back to his peak, but pretty close. Uh, Real high energy match here. And Saris Lazio actually looking good. Bit of a Jekyll and Hyde side so far this season. You know, sometimes they come out, look really good. And then sometimes you see them against weaker opposition and they just completely crap the bed. But the big story is, of course, the Milan Derby and the the debut of Juve's new signings. And in the Milan Derby, Inter, and and I'll quote the, the man of the match here, Giroud said it best himself, in the post-match when he said they didn't put the game to bed and they didn't uh, Inter definitely dominated in the first half. Obviously, of course they got the goal coming through Ivan Perisic, but they didn't take advantage uh, goes in the halftime with only one goal. Giroud scores in the second half twice in quick succession. And that's it. Um, you know, maybe you would say a draw would have been the more fair result, but that's not how these things work. You know, Inter were, maybe dreadful is too strong a word, but zero shots on target for Inter in the second half. So they really, really put their foot off the gas here. And for us, for for neutral fans of the league, it makes things that much more exciting. Um, It's title race completely back on in Serie A. So if you're looking for any league to watch as we get close to the end of the season, when all the other leagues are probably going to be already put to bed, this is where you should be putting your attention. Um, let's get to that Dusan Vlaovic debut. Of course he scores, right? Um, if you're a betting person, hopefully you had money on it. I think we all saw this coming a mile away. What was a little bit surprising um, in this match, and, and granted, this was a match against a, a very tough Verona side, a hellish Verona side that are a lot better than I think people might expect. I was surprised at how much Juve were kind of sitting deep, looking to hit on the counter. Um, Maybe it shouldn't be that much of a surprise considering this is after all um, an Allegri side, but, you know, really, really letting Verona have the ball there. Um, And Juve had to work for this. Uh, You know, the the 2-0 scoreline, I think, 
doesn't really tell the whole story. And this was a Verona side missing some of their big goal scorers, um, including uh, son of Atleti manager Simeone, who's played really well this season for Hellas Verona. All right. What should you watch this weekend? Well, so far we don't have any schedule conflicts in our recommendations. So let's say go for Napoli versus Inter. Speaking of the title race, Saturday at noon. And that would give you a match in each league to watch with absolutely no overlap. Uh, but if for some reason you're not interested in the Catalan Derby, I'll give a second recommendation here for a Sunday Serie A match. And that would be Juve. Atalanta, um, Juve now in the top four, looking to stay there against an Atalanta side who are kind of still struggling in terms of getting their best 11 out on the pitch through injury and everything else. So that wraps it up. Thank you so much. Make sure that you are checking out the main pod, checking out all of our stuff on social media and everything else. Get in touch with any feedback recommendations things you would like to see hear about on the pod um we always love to hear back from people that are listening and make sure you're rating subscribing all that good stuff and we'll see you next week peace long sleeve service